Everybody, welcome to Free Range American, and back to sort of our scheduled programming after the holidays and everything like that. We're getting back to our guests, or the having on awesome guests that we want to introduce to you, as well as you know, Evan will be up here next week, so you'll see a bunch of core fours coming out with all of us sitting around talking trash. But today. We got someone I've been excited to talk to because we get to talk about stuff I like. Mr. Angel Cortez, welcome to Free Range American. How are you, buddy? Dude, dope, man. I mean, I'm super excited. Um, you know, like I, I mentioned before, I, I mean, I used to watch your YouTube stuff back in the day. And and I, I watch your guys' podcast and your guys' um, guests are, are, I mean, I think a lot of us look up to and we like their stories and and we like to see their success, uh, outside, you know, the military and, um, dude, like it's an honor to be here, dude. Oh man. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. So, so you stumble upon, you stumbled upon us early then, right? Yeah. Um, somebody, I mean, somebody sent me a video <clears throat> and I want to say it might've been the, you might be a veteran if, um, and, 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 you know, at the time, you know, what the internet wasn't, what it used to, what it is now. So like people didn't really know who was who or what unit they were from and, and stuff like that. And, and a lot of the stuff just made me laugh. And I mean, I, I was still active duty. So, but I just figured, I mean, maybe that's what a veteran is like. And, and you've never seen people do like these, not necessarily like skits, but like, you know, these, these types of videos, it was, it was new. And I think, I mean, I think a lot of us loved them. That's awesome, dude. And <laughs> funny to hear. I forget how long that we've been doing this sometimes. Like, and, and even then it seems like even longer. When I look back to like El, ba- El Paso days, like 2013, 2014, I mean, that just seems ages ago. And it's just <laughs> the, the stuff that we're doing now is just <laughs> a little bit different, higher quality, but kind of still the same. <laughs> no, I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure people have even followed you know, way sooner than me. I'm pretty sure if from their eyes, it's just mind blowing compared, you know, especially for you guys from, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys didn't even see this coming. No, not at all. So speaking of that, you've had quite the, uh, quite the, the upbringing and past and stuff like that. You want to dive into kind of where, where this all starts? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, the reason why I also brought up, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys didn't see it coming was because I just had a conversation about, you know, myself, um, they're like, man, did you ever see any of this coming? And I was like, no, like, not at all. You know, um, I was born and raised in Southern California. Uh, I was uh, come from a, a dirt poor family, and um, and I skated for a long time to stay out of trouble. And then, but sooner or later, I did get into trouble. And I was a gang member for a little bit, um, but I knew I knew this wasn't going to that wasn't a lifestyle for me, and and it wasn't going to lead me anywhere. And I've always wanted to join uh, the military, so. Sooner or later, I joined and then eventually became a ranger. So I was at I was at one seven five. So I was in from 08 to two thousand sixteen. Awesome. Um, you started a, out as a combat engineer, though, right? Where were you at with that? Yeah, um, I was at Lewis. Oh, um, nice. So I didn't know anything about the military, you know. So I was I was at Lewis. Um, you know, I just saw a bunch of like one of my friends had a cable in the uh, in the what is it National Geographic, you know, Iraq specials, uh, uh, Afghanistan specials, and and the uh, military channel. And I saw that a bunch of IDs were killing people and I didn't know what IDs were. But so I just, 
wanted to do something that had to do with IEDs, that these things that I kept seeing people were, you know, soldiers were getting killed from. So it was either that or EOD. And at the time, there's just no way I was going to complete EOD. I, I wasn't very, I didn't pay much attention at school and EOD sounded like a lot of schooling, but I mean, now I'm going to school. So now for sure, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. <laughs> nice. So started out as an engineer and then how did you get recruited to go to the 75th? How does that work? I've, I've actually never talked to anybody that did an inner service transfer over there. Well, um, I was fortunate enough to, I had like great, great leadership, you know, great mentors, um, in, in certain moments of, of my career that, uh, they saw something in me and, um, they, they built me into who I am today, you know, and, and one of them, his name's Hugh Abadwal. And he was like, Hey man, if we, if you want to go special operations, you can do it, you know, because I would talk about stuff like that. And, and I would look up to, you know, the dudes, the two set guys, and then the first group guys uh, uh, up at Lewis. And I started building myself, you know, I wasn't much of a, uh, of an athlete. And, um, you know, when I first got in, I mean, before that I was just a, you know, game banger, still skated, you know, stoner and you're not very athletic. Um, so I built myself into a position where I could go for selection um, and then right before I was going to drop a packet, they said that we were going to be part of a VSO operations um, in Afghanistan with uh, third group. And it seemed too good to be true, but it actually happened. You know, we, they, they would fit a squad of infantrymen attached to an ODA. And then they would, you know, live and fight out of, you know, the valley of that they controlled. So that. I was like, for sure. Um, after that deployment, I was like, yeah, I, special operations is where I want to be. It's where I feel like I have more of an impact, um, better training, higher quality of, of not just individual, but soldier. Um, and one, one of the guys used to be from regiment and he told me, you know, what he considered pros and cons of both. And it's just regiment sounded like it was more for me. Um, so as soon as I came back, I dropped the packet and went to RASP. Uh, and you know, I mean, me being part of service, I kind of had a, a different, uh, pipe pipeline. I mean, it was, it was, it was long, but I mean, I completed it and, and, you know, lucky enough to be part of the unit. And what, yeah. What rank did you show up to 175 as? E5. Oh, wow. Yeah. They make you go to ranger school first. Um, uh, they, what it was is first, cause I wasn't even airborne qualified first. First they were like, okay, you're going to go to RASP, then airborne school. Um, and then me being a combat engineer, cause I was still a combat engineer up at one seven five. They're like, you have to go to master breacher, then cert and then ranger school. So I did all that in a year, you know, I, I knew I didn't have a legit spot, even though I passed RASP because um, one of the guy, um, one of the senior NCOs was like, Hey man, it's not personal, but this is a, uh, a one shot thing. So if you get hurt, you know, there's no reduce, there's no recycles, there's no whatever you, you know, um, we just can't be doing this with you prior service dudes. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And, uh, how was ranger school for you? Like, did you go straight through? Did you recycle at all? <laughs> <laughs> um, I recycled Florida, not by my go, not by, because I didn't pass patrols. I did pass my patrol, but, um, I, I tried to get into a fight and <laughs> the patrol base. <laughs> oh God, do tell, do, do go and, into detail of this. Uh, and well, I mean, so, you know, you know, that you got tired Rangers and then you got hungry Rangers and, you know, I was a, I was a hungry Ranger. Um, so, you know, I mean, of course when you get your food taken away and, and you sleep and all that, you, you make decisions that you normally wouldn't do, you know, if you were, you know, well, you know, hundred percent. 
fed and, 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 and with some sleep. Yeah. You're irritable. Yeah. And, and, uh, one day, um, I, I wasn't even being looked on for as, uh, you know, go or no go. I was just in a, in a, just a support. So one of the dudes was trying to get his go and some, somebody from my squad was talking and somebody else said, you know, shh, you know, to shut him up. And, and, and this guy, which who happened to be a ranger as well was like, Hey, how about you shut the fuck up Cortez? And I was just like, I didn't even say, shh. like it was, I'm not even the one shushing, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, uh, and I knew the cadre were right behind us. So I heard, I heard the cadre say, Oh, oh okay. Okay. So, so someone doesn't like to be a team player, huh? And I was just like, fuck, like this dude probably thinks I'm a shit bag. And, 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 and he might, you know, judge me a certain way and take my go away from me or something. And, um, you know, so we got to the patrol base and we set it up and I was like, dude, what the fuck? I wasn't even the one talking. Um, because the reason they were talking is because one of them was falling asleep and they're like, Hey, wake up. And they're like, I am awake. And you know, people fall asleep and they don't know that they're falling asleep during ranger school. Um, you know, no one for the most part purposely falls asleep while they're walking. <laughs> Um, or, 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 you know, uh, on security and that's why they were talking. So I was just like, dude, I wasn't even the one who said anything. Um, and, and, and he's like, you're always telling people to shut the fuck up. And I was just like, dude, like I was just pissed off. And I was like, you know what, man, take your shit off, dude. I'm going to fuck you up right now. <laughs> and I look, I look so fucking silly because the people who, do, who haven't been to ranger school yet, you have everything fucking tied down to you. <laughs> so there I am talking shit for like, seemed for like five to 10 minutes, untying my weapon, untying this, untying that. Like it, it I look pretty tying a bunch of shit. Um, <laughs> and then he didn't want to fight. And, um, and it, it got to the cadre. So, you know, I went to a board and then they're like, uh, you know, you try to fight somebody and they knew I was prior service. They're like, how about we just send you back to regiment without your tab? How long you think you're going to last there? Huh? And I knew I was like, well, I'm not going to last there at all. And then they're like, well, you can either redo Florida or you can go home. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm fucking redoing Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Point me in the direction because I'm doing this one again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was funny that the, the, the dude who I wanted to fight was actually the guy who pinned me um, when we graduated Ranger School because he recycled as well, not because of the fight incident, but because they gave him three to four looks and then he failed all of them. Um, so we were actually recycled together. And then when we graduated, 175 was all deployed. So uh, my section leader didn't show up. Um, and he was like, is anybody here to pin you? I was like, nah, man. I was like, everyone's deployed. Um, and he's like, and, I, and he's like, you want me to pin you? And I was like, fuck it. So he pinned me. And <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I fucking forget his name, but I the mean, dude that when, caused you to recycle Florida pinned you at graduation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I caused myself. Yeah. Yeah. To recycle. I shouldn't, I, sh I, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but at the time it looked like the right idea. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I don't know why, I don't know why, I mean, it didn't escalate. I don't see a reason to recycle you for that. Like, it's kind of like you, you asked the question too. You said, okay, your attitude is to the point where now we're fighting. I mean, that's kind of what we're, that's kind of what we're training over there. <laughs> Violent men. 
And now you're going to get mad yeah. at them when they fight with each other over fucking stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can only imagine that my peer reviews didn't, didn't, didn't look so well after that, because I mean, other than, other than him, the rest, I remember, right. The, the rest were officers. So I know, I know some of the officers straight out told me like, yo, that was not cool. He did. Um, so I'm pretty sure they rated me negatively. So oh, boring. What was, I mean, what whatever. was, <laughs> what was gang life? Like, what is that? What does that entail? Man, you know what it, I, uh, at the time, I, you know, um, I was just very angry. Um, and from my upbringing of, of being, you know, physically and mentally abused and, and being poor and, and my situation, um, you have to, you either, you're either going to get punked or, or, you know, you're going to punk dudes or, you know, you got to hold your own. And, and the reason why I actually joined a gang was because one day, I mean, I was, just, I still skate to this day. I got a mini ramp in my garage, you know, um, yeah. but, uh, all my friends were skating in, in, in front of the, our junior high and, you know, some of the local gang members try to take more of our boards. And I realized that half the group that I was with, you know, half those skaters weren't going to do anything and they were going to let happen. And then there was a few of us. And I realized like, Hey man, I'm at that age where I'm not invisible anymore to these gang members. Like they see me and, and they're either going to punk me or, you know, I got to join them or join another gang. So then I found some guys that were like, Hey man, we don't like those dudes. And I was like, Hey, I don't like them either. <laughs> so I started hanging out with them and, you know, it's little by little it's, things just escalated because I just wanted backup from these certain dudes from school. And next thing you know, I'm having beef with, with grown men outside of school and, and dudes from others. And, you know, if it starts with the fist fight, next thing you know, you're jumping each other or, and then there's stabbings. Um, I got stabbed at, at a, during summer school at a, at a high school. Um, I got stabbed in the head and in the back. What, um, what? Where, where were you next thing you know, you know, um, well, it was the first day of summer school at, at a, at a high school where I knew, um, you know, our rivals that, 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 that was their area. So I knew for sure we were going to fight, but I didn't think it was going to be on the first day of summer school. And I didn't think I was going to get stabbed. I, I, got out <laughs> I, did, I didn't think I was going to get and, stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> that's not something you generally you, know, you generally I, think i guess <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean the cl uh, class was over and we walked out and i seen one of them at the light and and it turned red so i knew we were all going to meet up at the corner and wait for all the cars to stop and and one of them turned around and said you know whatever some stupid shit and then so we just started fighting and I had beef with this one particular individual for, for a while. And, and, and I was waiting for my chance and for, and finally him and I were going one-on-one -on -one and I was kicking his ass. But next thing you know, I have, I feel somebody hitting me. And I thought at the time I thought he was punching me. And then I started ducking and, and protecting my head. Cause I was like, in, I was in my head, I was like, this guy punches real hard. Like he, he's punching real hard and this hurts. Yeah. Um, and, and next thing you know, somebody yells, cops, cops. And then I hear a girl bleeding and then I look up and she's looking at me and then I put my hand on my head. And when I look at my hand, it's completely red. And the reason why it hurt is because the dude wasn't even punching me. He was stabbing me. Holy shit. Um, so head. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so if I shave my head, 
pretty thin. You, you see all the spots where, you know, the hair is not going to grow there anymore. Um, wow. So, yeah. And then, you know, things just escalated from that. Next thing you know, um, I'm, I'm buying guns. I, I got a bulletproof vest. We're selling drugs and, and it, it just spirals out of control really fast. Um, but I knew, I knew I, I didn't, I didn't belong there. Um, I would look around and look at some of these guys and be like, dude, you and I are not the same. Um, and I just wanted, I just wanted not to be punked. I wanted to be left alone, feel protected. And then also, you know, not having a stable home and seeing dudes who, who, who at the time I felt like they cared for me. And, 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 and I thought it was like a, like a legit, you know, like brotherhood. So, um, I protected them and they protected me. And, and in some instances they would feed me and were, you know, at my house and there was no food. Uh, but I actually, when, right before I left for the army, I mean, I knew, I knew it was time to get out. So I got out and, and I took a couple of dudes with me. So, um, and that, that on its own was, it was very challenging because gangs don't let you just leave. Yeah, I know. I was going to ask you that. Like, how did you, how were you able to, to roll out without, without repercussions? Well, uh, it was kind of, it was hard, but it was kind of easy. It was easy because at the time, um, yeah, we we're like, we, well, yes, we're a gang, but within the gang, I had my own crew and, and I didn't see it that way. It took me a while to see it, but I was like the, you know, unofficial leader and spokesman for our little crew. So when I told all eight of us, like, Hey man, what we're doing, this isn't going to, we're not going to last. This isn't going, this isn't something we can do forever. Uh, um, and, and I put out other flaws and I was like, dude, let's get out. Um, and at the time, I mean, we were doing my little crew, we were doing the vast majority of all the violent crimes. I mean, we were the ones doing all the fighting, all the stabbings, all the, you know, with things with guns. And, and, and so when I left, I told, I told the guys, I told the gang, and then I'm like, you can either leave us alone. And if not, and then if at the time, you know, if we're leaving, who's going to do anything to us, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, it was funny because some of the dudes who I thought were going to be okay with it were the ones who had problems with it. Um, but again, I mean, what, what could they do? We were the ones. You were the muscles anyway. Doing so. everything. So <laughs> who would, yeah. But other gangs didn't, didn't, they didn't let us out. You know, we, there was a, there was one instance where I was like, Hey man, we're not with, you know, so-and-so anymore. Um, you know, they don't like us. Some of them don't like us and, and we're just trying to do our own thing. And, and some of them were like, okay, that's cool. You know, um, you know, fuck them. And, and the other ones weren't. And, and I knew that that was going to be, you know, that's a possibility. So I figured if they're not going to leave us, we're going to make them, we're going to force them to want to leave us alone. So, you know, we upped the violence. Um, and I mean, you know, certain things happened and, and, you know, next thing you know, we're getting raided by SWAT um, because somebody, you know, didn't die and told on certain people and they said certain things. And, you know, so it was it was a roller coaster trying to get out. But we we all made it for the most part. Um, but, yeah. Wow. But the skating, skating stayed stayed strong through all this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is what tripped out. Like, cause I would always skate, um, and I would have my skateboard everywhere with me. And, and then, you know, some of the gang members, some, you know, they would be like, dude, like leave the fucking skateboard alone. Like you're, 
you're not making us look tough when you skating around. Um, and, but I was like, dude, this is what I've always done. Like, I love skating. And, and you know, I got pictures of me all bald and, and, but on my, oh, you know, one of my hands, I'm carrying a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went into the army from uh, Southern California then. And is, well, is that like, kind of like the tail end yeah. of once things started to die down with the gangs and you just shot out there, was this after the SWAT raid that you decided to roll into the army? No, um, I knew I've, I've always wanted to join, you know, um, since I was a little kid, you know, uh, kids are playing with like Batman and Superman and, and I would play with the uh, plastic green figures that you get at the 99 cent store because I knew, even though I was really young, I knew, you know, Superman and Batman, they're not real, but these soldiers that I would see on the movies and TV, like that was real. And, and I wanted to be that. I wanted to be like them. I, I liked how they cared for each other. I like how they were strong and, and, and they had, they were brave and, and they fought for something. And I, I like that. I wanted to be like that. Um, so, cause at the time, you know, they were everything that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, strong. I wasn't, um, you know, I didn't really stand for anything. And, and so I knew, I always knew. So after that raid, um, I was like, okay, I didn't go to jail. Um, I got, I got to, I got to do this now, you know? So I went to the recruiter. I was 17 and a half and I gave him my spiel. And he's like, Hey man, you're too young, but your mom can sign for you. So then I had to go to find my mom. She signed and I was gone. Wow. And then you ended up in Washington state, huh? What, what year was that? 2008? Uh, yep. Awesome. That's where I'm from. So, uh, I grew up in Tacoma. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I grew to love the outdoors over there, you know, before that, I mean, I didn't leave my County, you know, I, there was no traveling or anything like that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So what, uh, what was your fancy when it came to skating back then? And even like, how did you kind of keep it going once you got in the army? Because, you know, skating is one of those most perishable skills I think I've ever partaken yeah. in. It's if you're not, if you don't do a kickflip for three days, it's going to take you a little bit to, to get it back. Yeah. Um, well, I still, I still skated when I got to my unit and then cause, um, Fort Lewis or I guess it's JBLM now. So JBLM has a skate park or at least they did back then. And I would go to the skate park and I remember one day, uh, I twisted my ankle and the next morning, I mean, I, during our PT, I immediately started falling behind and my squad leader was like, I mean, I wasn't the fastest runner, but I wasn't, slow or anything so as yeah. soon as i started falling out you know they're like hey what the, what's going on and i was like oh i hurt my ankle and they're like what how and i was like oh I was skating and then my squad leader put me to the side after that run and they're like hey man you know you're a soldier now you can't be doing this stuff getting hurt you know we're going to iraq soon um and i was like okay so i should probably stop and uh so i stopped skating for like two three years but i i always had a board and occasionally of course i would you know bust a kickflip or a, or a pop shove it or whatever. Um, you know, watch skate videos here and there, um, and, or, or just cruise. But, I, you know, I never really put it away. And then when I got out, I was like, I was like, let's do this. <laughs> um, but man, I can't take a hit like I used to. <laughs> no, not anymore. Now when you get hurt, you're down for six months, man. So what are, your, what are some of your favorite videos? Who were your guys back in the day? Who were you watching um, all the time? 
Well, my the first skate video I ever saw was an ES skate video. It was like called Modus um, Operandi. Min, uh, min, min, min come, man, it's M E N I K A N or something like that. Menica. It's the one where, yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's the first one I saw. And then after that, that same day, I saw uh, um, Flip Sorry. And that changed my life. Um, because I before that, I'd, I'd only seen magazines. Um, you, you know, I mean, there wasn't the internet what it is now. So you can just go up on on, on skate IG pages and, and watch dudes rip. Like all you all you had was Thrasher Magazine or Transform yeah. <laughs> Magazine. And you would just see these stills. So when I saw these guys partying and raging, you know, the, the, the flip team, um, you know, so you had, you know, Ali Blala, you have Jeff Riley, Tom Penny. Um, these dudes were just wild. And, and I became just like that. I mean, I would, I would, you know, we would go to the skate park and drink those, those uh, energy alcohol, alcoholic drinks, the, uh, four locos spark. Uh. <laughs> Um, or locos, those two. I mean, you know, that that he just partied, and that was our those, those were my main dudes. And um, uh, you know, I would say, I would say, Geoff Rally for sure. I mean, even to this day, I just saw one of the uh, Vans video propeller, and he's still on there, so he's kind of still doing his thing. Holy cow! Um, I, would, I would be interested to go back and see who's still around. Like, I mean, I remember Andrew Reynolds was coming up, then yep. uh, you know, Eric Costin always. Super clean. That's yep. a that's a S skater, um, and Andrew Reynolds was kind of the the wild boy. You know, he was the one. Wasn't he like one of the OGs and piss drunks and stuff like that? Like that kind yeah, of really yeah. started the wild side of skateboarding. Yeah, him, Dustin, Ali Blala, um, who else? Uh, Spanky. I mean, all all those dudes were just you know drinking, partying fucking skating and that's all they did you ever um, run into any of them down there because they're all from down there aren't they yeah i mean i i've seen some of them because they're like little local demos but i've never like actually talked to any of them i've seen reynolds i've seen uh chad muscat um yeah i saw chad muscat tried to start a youtube channel recently well i mean i it's i don't know uh he got hurt right so like it's, it bums me out to see some of these dudes who I used to just see rip just kind of what happened? What happened to him? I didn't know he got hurt. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what, but if I remember right, vice did a little piece on him. Um, and I just caught the end of it because my friend, I walked in and he was watching it, but he got hurt. And, and I mean, he is a fraction of what he used to be. Yeah. Um, and same with Ali Balala. Ali Balala was, you know, with Reynolds and all of them. And, And then when he got in his, motorcycle accident and then that's when the other skater Shane Cross died I mean Ali Blala can't even skate and he used to just jump off 25 stair- set stairs you know God remember Jamie Thomas the leap of faith yeah I mean <sighs> misled youth was the zero video I saw I yeah I mean the, the zero was my first pro board I ever got um and uh that's how I found out about him um, cause before that it was just nothing but blank boards. Cause I mean, blank boards are cheaper. Yeah. That's 20, 28 bucks for a blank. Yeah. <laughs> but they never had, they never had the you know, shape. I mean, they never had the sh- blanks. Just, I mean, I, I think like right when I let, 
right when I like quit, my last board was a habitat because habitat just ha- just seemed to have the best concave and pop that you could get off of a fresh deck. Because because besides habitat, what were the big companies then? Alien Workshop for you, Shorties, um, Girl had just came out. Uh, enjoy. I had an enjoy board that I really liked. Um, cause, cause I was skating pretty much from like 96 to 2002. That was the, the big, the, the big chunk of when, when I was skateboarding. So like, yeah, you had bird birdhouse obviously, but birdhouse was kind of like the, the, just the such big brand, you know, yeah, Tony Hawk yeah. was getting so big that like birdhouse was more, they, they just weren't really, it. I, I felt like they weren't street focused at all. They were vert guys. Like Birdhouse was Bucky Lasik and Tony Hawk and, and, and they were ramp dudes. So it was like, as a street skater in Seattle, like you just didn't really connect with, I didn't, I, I felt like I didn't connect with Birdhouse a lot. Whereas you looked at, at, at guys like Shor- Shorties, you know, cause Shorties had Muska, uh, at the time, um, yep. and, and Joy, and uh, Alien Workshop, Habitat, I really, I really just, you know, those guys' teams were, were always the coolest street skaters. You know, Arto Sari and, and, and guys yeah. like that. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was, a, he, he was an S and, and flip sk- uh, skater too. Um, man, what was your, the last skate video you saw? Well, man, I, I don't even know. I mean, I know like right as I left for the military, like our favorites were tilt modes. Like, because tilt mode was like, it was almost like one foot underground, one foot mainstream pro. Uh-huh. Uh, because it was put together, I'd have to go back and research it because I think it was put together by like Steve Caballero and a couple other guys, but it was, it was just a way more raw the parts, everybody, every pro's part in tilt mode was just sick and, and really like those, but modus operandi, you know, the end is, is iconic. Like that was probably one of the, the greatest skate, skate videos made of its time with the music that were, they were able to license with the, the little sketches that they started doing in between that were kind of scripted. Um, God, what was Steve who used to ride for, for birdhouse? First name was Steve. I can't think um, of it right now. Steve Barra, yeah, and Andrew Reynolds. Steve Barra and Andrew Reynolds. Their part in the end was just wild. Um, misled Youth was one. Um, I said modus operandi. That was S's like big, big drop. And then obviously, you know, the CKYs. You know, we were a big follower of Bam, and you know, first he was with Toy Machine for a while, then he went to Element. I can't remember yeah. what elements videos were back then. Well, I saw, I saw the only reason I saw an element video is because Bam. I mean, Bam got so him and his crew, they just got so big. Um, you know, people of Bam was, was I mean, one of my favorite shows growing up. And as a matter of fact, that's the reason why I bought a limo to drive as a daily driver was because of people of Bam. <laughs> you did? When was this? Now, I, my daily is a limo. You're kidding. No, it's a, it's a 1992 Lincoln town car limo. Oh my God. Is that just hilarious? I, oh, I love it. I mean, I love it. I mean, people ask you for rides. Um, not really. I mean, my <laughs> friends sometimes, you know, like, um, but for the most part, people just, 
you know, they say what's up. They're like, dude, that's so cool. I can't believe, you know, you, you have it as, and I tell them, I'm like, dude, cause of Viva La Bam and they trip. They're like Viva La Bam. And I'm like, dude, do you remember one of them used to have like a limo for a little while as a daily driver. And as a teenager, <laughs> you, you see these dudes ripping and doing whatever they want. And one of them's got a limo. You're like, dude, they're that's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's like <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome, dude. So last year I got and to stay the night in Bam's room in the castle. Oh, really? Yeah, me and Street Bike Tommy. Uh, Do you know him? You- I, I I have got to meet and spend some time with him. So uh, yeah, me and Street Bike Tommy stayed at the castle and slept in Bam's old room. <laughs> nice. It was wild because they still got the the giant purple lit heartogram on the wall, like yeah. The, the per like the uh the him logo dude the, the, the castle yeah, yeah, still yeah. looks i mean it looks the exact same i mean i was just in awe i was actually in there by myself for a couple hours uh everybody was kind of partying outside and i was just like slowly walking around the house and reliving every scene that i had that that, that i grew up with like and it, here are the stairs here's where they here's where they did this to yeah. Phil here's where they pranked April this is when they did this this is when they did this <laughs> it was so wild man yeah oh man I mean I I love that show I, I, I tell my wife like we, we need to watch we need to start watching those shows again um, <laughs> alright so you uh, what year did you get out and then what what did you do once you got out? Where, where did where did things go from there? You know. Um, well, I got out 2016. Um, things were kind of not necessarily slowing down. It's just they were putting a lot of restrictions that I didn't like. Um, a lot of restraints and restrictions, and I just I just felt like that's not how you're supposed to be fighting if you really want us to win and and, and do our thing. Um, so I got out 2016, and I, and I started going to school to become a registered dietitian. As a matter of fact, I'm still going to school for that. And I got 17 credits left before I get my bachelor's. All right. um, and uh, I, I wanted to do a registered dietitian because um, 175 had a, had an RD and I went to go talk to her because I was actually getting ready for a fight because when I, when I was still active duty, I was, I was training and competing in martial arts. Um, and I wanted to cut, uh, to the lowest weight that I've at the time was my lowest weight that I'd been at. I was at 132, and and I was like, okay, I got I I'm nowhere near 132. I I got to cut, got to do this properly. Um, and it changed my life because I just I just went to go see the RD to you know obviously just for the fight, but I didn't know that it would change so much in my day to day. You know, I used to have these midday crashes and I used to think like, well, here, let me go grab an energy drink or a coffee because you know, it's the midday. That's how it goes. But that's not actually how it goes. You know, if you fuel your body, fuel your body properly, you know, you'll have energy all day, um, sleep better, you know, um, mood will be better. You just feel better. You, you recover faster. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school for that. Um, and, and I did have, I decided to call my friend from uh, third group because I knew he got out a year before me and he did warn me of some of the stuff that tradition, well, not traditionally, but like, it just seems to happen to a lot of us. Um, so I did kind of have a heads up on that, but it, it, it even though if you have the heads up, I, I, I had to deal with it. Um, but I was lucky enough to make friends. He, his name's Ryan. He, he was a 275 guy. We, him and I hung out a lot. And then after I got over my hump, 
or the storm, whatever you want to call it, um, I decided to, you know, do something about it to, for as the community. So then I just started hosting UFC fights on my house um, and just trying to build a community down here. And little by little, it, it's growing to something super cool and, and, and strong, and, and, and I love it. Wow. So is it, is it like a fight community? Is it, is it like how did it stemmed from UFC fights and like yeah. how is it shaping it, now? Well, it, it started first. It was only vets from my, from my school. I was like, Hey man, I'm going to have the UFC fights. You know, most people, even if you don't train, you like to watch fights, especially if you're, you know, like a veteran. I was like, all right. I was like, yo, so I would buy the pay-per-view, buy the food, buy the beer. And I would tell, tell dudes like, just come to my house. And I was doing that, but then I was going to have my third child. And my wife was like, Hey, like, I know, I know what this means to you, but we can't be doing this anymore. Um, you know, we got a third baby. We, we got to start thinking about, you know, um, you know, money. And, and, and I was like, all right, well, you're right. But I didn't want to stop. So then I, I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to start uh, a sticker company. And, um, you know, at this point it'd be three and a half years that I was out. And so for the three and a half years, I, w- I was giving advice to dudes who were trying to join special operations because, um, when I got out, I started sharing cool guy videos and pictures and, and, and then it's always the same message. It would be like, Hey man, no, no offense, but like you're small. So how did you do it? And then I would just tell them like, Hey man, it's mostly mental. Um, you know, this is how I, I prepare myself physically. And then the rest is mental. And then I would give them tips. So I, I already had a following. Um, and if you see any of my combat footage or, or cool guy pictures, like I got skeleton gloves or a skeleton bandana. Cause like, I like Halloween. And one day my son drew a pumpkin and I made a hundred stickers off that. And I was like, Hey, if this kicks off, like then maybe this is what it's going to be. So I made a hundred stickers of this pumpkin that my son drew. Um, and I, and I was like, Hey, who wants a sticker for free? And in two hours, all stickers were gone. And I was like, okay, maybe I do have something. So as the company grew, I started doing, instead of just, hosting UFC fights in my house, which I still do. The last thing I had was the Mike Tyson house. Yeah. I mean, Mike Tyson house, Mike Tyson fight. I bought a keg, bought the food and everything. Um, but then it started growing. So I, I could do more. Um, I sponsor f- fighters from my gym. Uh, you know, some of the amateurs I I've sponsored due to are going into special operations and, and they need gear. Cause most of the due to enter the army, you know, they're in college or high school. And, and for the most part, buying a pair of boots or fins and stuff like that, it costs money. You know, not yeah. every high schooler has money. Um, so I do that. And then I host vehicle courses. I, I buy cars where we shoot to and from the vehicles and I have a taco guy with me. And I mean, we take, everything's free. Um, and that's what it's come to now. Um, and it all started just because I wanted to keep hosting UFC fights at my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the business called? How does pe- how do people uh, look into this? So it's called the OG pumpkin because um, my son drew it, and it's a it, it was a pumpkin, and I, and I was like, okay, what do I call it? Like, I don't I don't know what to call it. So I, I went on on Instagram, and I was like, let me see if pumpkin is taken. Of course, pumpkin is taken. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, what about original pumpkin? That's taken. And then. You know, I was like, what about OG pumpkin? And then I put in the OG pumpkin and then boom, it was available. And I was like, well, there you go. It's the OG pumpkin. Um, so that's the IG handle. And, you know, I mean, we, we, 
grew from that. It started with the drawing of my son. And then I, I reached out to a veteran and active duty artist, And most of the artists based off of that, off of them. You know, and, you know, it's growing little by little. Now we're selling, you know, hats, rash guards, um, you know, of course, stickers, hoodies. So it's like surf stuff, surf lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we're slowly reaching, reaching in, into skateboarding awesome. and stuff like that. And, um, cause like, I mean, like most vets, we're not just veterans, you know, we have other hobbies, other interests. Oh, so yeah. I just, I, people see like, Hey, this dude skates, he serves, he, he, you know, he actually trains like legitimately trains at gyms. And, and so I've, I've just branched out to the things that I'm already doing and I know other people are doing. Um, so it, it it's naturally growing. Um, and, 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 and it's, it's become some something I didn't I didn't see it come, you know. I mean, like the last one, um, the last shooting course that I had, um, you know. I mean, we had just about everybody from, you know, we had law enforcement, we had uh, seals, rangers, green berets, uh, marines, because I mean, it's SoCal, so there's a bunch of marines here, yeah. <laughs> um, and even civilians who 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 were, you know, they were like, dude, like this is dope, and I'm like, well, I care about community. You know, yeah. um, and the, even before that, I, I mean, before getting out, I always looked after the dudes as much as I could, as best as I could, you know? Well, I think, uh, a big important thing too is, is your story and messaging is, is so crazy. It's like, what, what would you like, like think of, think of kids that were in your situation right now that are possibly looking to the military that might be an escape or a help or things like that. Like, what would you say to kids that, that are, are in the situation that you were in? Like, like what advice would you give them or how would you encourage them that, that it isn't over? There's, there's not only one way. Well, I, I would say, I would say that, you know, it sounds super corny, but I mean, you got to believe in yourself and you are, um, you're worth more than what you think and, and you deserve more than what you think, you know, cause uh, I've been in that position where I accepted my, my life. I, I, I realized, I thought that things could not get any better and this is where I was going to be forever. And this is what I deserve. And, and nobody loves me and, and, and I'm powerless, but it's, that's not the case at all. You know, it sounds super corny, but whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. Um, you just got to believe in yourself and, 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 and start with a thought and then you, transform that into, you know, actions. And then little by little you get some traction and next thing you know, Hey, you're a cop or, or you're on your way to medical school or, or, you know, I mean, you know, I, I know that feeling and it's tough and not every day it's going to be a positive thing. You might have a setback, but you just got to keep going. And if you keep going, things are going to happen and, and change is going to, and you'll see it and then you'll start believing then. And it's not going to be easy and you can't, you know, always think negatively and be like, well, this is the man is on me or no one helps me or whatever. You can't have that mindset. You know, you have to pass that. And, and, you know, it's tough for sure. And did you think that like, like, did you finally feel at ease once you were in the army? Like once you got to the base and you started learning your craft and things like that, was that when you finally kind of were like, yes, I made the right call here. Yeah, immediately. I mean, graduating, I mean, you know, most people just graduate basic and, and it's just basic. But to me, I mean, in my eyes, I, I made it. I mean, I made it, you know, in life. I, I, uh, I proved to myself more importantly than anything that, that I am capable of something of, of more than what I thought it was. And, 
and if I put the work in and, 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 and it's going to suck, like things will happen. And I'm like, well, if I could do this, then I started asking, what else can I do then? And then I was like, well, let's see what else I can do. And next thing you know, you know, um, I go to this once course and I pass it in, or I go to this school or I go to a best soccer competition. And by the time I'm done 30 minutes later, the next team is done. So I'm like, Oh shit. Like I, I can do, I can, I can do more than what I thought I was capable of. And it gives me confidence, you know, not false confidence. It's confidence based off actual results. Um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, I, some people need to hear this. Some people, some people need the push, or some people need to know that that there are options. Because I'm sure at some point in your situation, you felt like you there. This was life. You know what I mean? Like I can't get out. It's either I die trying to get out, or this is it. So I, I mean, I guarantee there's quite a few people in that situation that you were in, but you somehow just took the leap and said, fuck it. Let's, let's give this a shot. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, and, and that, I mean that it's like, just like how you said it, it just fuck it. Let's, let's go for it. You know, cause if, if, if something didn't happen, then guess what? I'd be in the same place that I was just thinking of what could have been or, or, or whatever. Um, but now I, I, I still continue it. You know, I get out and these events have been that I've, that I've, my company's been hosting. It, it, it first it just started just to build a community because you know I I want since I've been out all I wanted was friends. You know I mean you you get out and and you don't have um a support system like how you did in the inside. You know you don't have a platoon with you. All your dudes are still in and then you're out and then you know you obviously you don't go back to the friends that you used to have because most likely you've changed throughout your military career. Yeah. Um. So that type of mindset still, I'm still doing that. I'm, I still see myself as that kid, you know, stuck or not necessarily stuck, but in a situation that I need to keep working. And then now I'm out. Um, yeah. How long, I, so how long until your degree is done? You say you have 17 credits left. How long does that take? When do you plan on finishing? And then once you have this degree, what, what's your, what's your course of action with it? Uh, I have 17 credits and I'm going to split it in two semesters. So, uh, spring starts soon. And then after, you know, then I got fall and then after that I'll do my internship. And then after the internship, I take the national exams. Um, and then I'm, R I'm an RD and then, uh, I want to work with law enforcement and the veteran and military community. And I'm actually started doing, I already started doing that last month. Um, just so I can see what my teaching style is. I, I've been doing online nutrition. Um, with, um, some active duty guys, um, working with somebody in person. But one of the things that I, I, I didn't see coming and well, it's honestly, it's this, this, this company thing, you know, LG pumpkin. Well, yeah. um, I was for, I was fortunate enough to, to be on Andy Stump's podcast. And after that, somebody reached out, um, and I, I need to ask them in person, like, Hey man, can I mention you? But this individual who used to be, um, used to be, uh, at Nike for a while. He, he's like, Hey man, Andy Stumps is my friend. Um, I heard, I listened to his podcast and you happen to be on and I saw that you're a local guy and let's talk. So we, we talked for three hours and he, long story short, he's like, Hey man, uh, I want to mentor you. Um, and if somebody like them is reaching out, then maybe I should see where this goes, you know? So 
I'm, I'm at a fork. Like I do want to finish my schooling and stuff like that. But I also see this opportunity that, you know, I mean, maybe something else can happen. But it's also something that you're able, you, you can, you can do in the evenings and things like that. I mean, you know, Matt, yeah, yeah. Matt and I operated article 15 clothing for almost three years before we left our day jobs. Uh, we had a, we had a, we had a crew of about six people of all of our friends that were partners in that and stuff like that. But it was like, once it got so big to the point where, oh, we can leave our job, our, our actual jobs for this. Then we kind of laterally transitioned without much effect on our lifestyles and stuff like that. So keeping it as that. And yes, um, having the mindset of, of networking in this phase too, you would be surprised how many people, uh, are just super introverts and don't understand that when you have a goal to, to create a brand, you know, a lifestyle brand like you're doing. And this goes for a number of different verticals. Like uh, if you're a musician or, or, or somebody else that is trying to do something that essentially involves a lot of eyeballs and traffic to make sustainable. When someone hears your story and, and, and gets excited or motivated by it and then, and then turns around after listening to your show with Andy and picks up the phone and says, I want to talk to you, man. I want to, I want to mentor you. Like be receptive to that. And say yes to everything. Like, obviously, you know, you do your due diligence if people are asking for a cut of equity or want to put money places. Yeah, that's that's where you can be cautious. But when people are just offering help, advice, and a network, say yes. Because you'd be surprised how many times I've reached out to people because I saw a piece of content that made me connect or like them. And then... I go, hey, 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 here's who I am. I would love to help you. And I get shut out or shunned or, 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 or people just like, like treated as if it's a t- an attack or something like that, or I'm trying to steal something from them. And it's like, no, man, I hear a story and I get, I get hyped up about it. And then I try and do something about it. That's just my personality. But I'm glad to hear that you, you know, you took that in and, and said yes. Because a lot of yeah, people yeah. don't. Well, because, uh, you know, after I talked, I talked to, to the guy, I was like, you know, I mean, I'm glad you reached out. And to be honest, I don't, I don't know much. And that's one of the reasons why he contacted me. He's like, you, you know, you, uh, uh, he's like, I heard you tell Andy that you're, you're not a businessman, but he's like, but you are, he's like, you're an entrepreneur. And I was like, well, I didn't see myself that way. Uh, and then when he started asking me questions, you know, I would tell him like, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know these answers. I don't know what's the next step? Uh, you know, this is, everything is, is getting bigger than what I thought. Um, so yes, please, you know, um, and he's been taking me to meet some of his friends who own other companies and who we've had similar upbringings and, and, and they have, you know, one of the, they, of course they've given me business advice, but one of the things that they've really helped me do is believe in myself business wise, you know, kind of like my mentors in the military made me believe in myself to complete this school or this course or, or take this team leader position. They're, they're helping me believe in myself as a businessman because it took me a while to actually say that out loud. Like, Hey, I am uh, a business owner. Um, I used to just tell people like, I, I have like a little sticker thing. And then people are like, no, dude, that's a business. Um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm, I'm good to hear. And you know, now uh, hopefully the people that listen to us go, 
go check out the OG pumpkin and see what see what kind of goodies he got over there. I'm going to need some stickers for some skateboards. You can't see them right now, but I got decks hanging up all over the wall up here. I'll just send you some pictures. But we're going to have to get you out with us at some point, either maybe the next time Andy comes and hangs out or whatever, we'll make sure that you're on the invitation list. So you come and, and hang out with me and Matt and Logan, all the guys. I mean, I, I would, I would love to like, um, you know, I don't bug out on, on celebrities, but when it comes to fighters and, and dudes like, like you guys, like I for sure get super fucking super fan <laughs> style. Um, well, maybe we'll have know, to bring I mean, you out when we're hanging out with some of our UFC buddies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I met Chuck Liddell and I, I couldn't even remember my name. I was just like, uh, 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 can, can, we, can we take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I mean, I know he's super, you know, he's not in the game and he's old tech, like super old in the, in the fighting game. But like, I mean, growing I mean, he's, up, that's he's like, hall of fame. Yeah. 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 You know, growing, he's, he's somebody, you know, so I get super fangirl when I meet fighters and stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, but that's, so that's where I'm at, you know, either way, what I do want to do is, is I want to help, um, people. I mean, you know, we're helping each other here. Um, I've had a lot of help to where I'm at and, and it feels good helping people. It feels good building a community. Um, and you know, I don't want to neglect the veteran community or the, you know, low income community that I can, that I came from. So that's, that's, Whatever it is I do end up doing, I believe that I'm, you know, best believe that I'm going to be doing something that helps, you know. I've really enjoyed this. You got a great, great message, man. And I really, I really like this. I can't wait to jump on your site and look at all your stuff. This is going to be fun. Oh, thank you. You know, thank you for the support. uh, Again, where can people, well, yeah, I've got your Instagram is, is right below your your video right here so they can find you there. And then, uh, if they want to see your, your business and your products, it's the OG pumpkin. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, um, OG pumpkin is the IG handle. Um, and then, you know, I mean, mine is angel G Cortez one seven five. And then I, I am always, you can just do this right there. Just put your hands up and go like this because it's sitting right below you. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and then, and then come out and train at, at, at one of the gyms. If you're, or if you're, you know, a veteran or you're in town, come martial art, the martial arts community. It's, it's like therapy. There's some of the nicest people. You don't have to be scared to come in, come and train for free. Uh, I'm, I train that classic fight team and raw talent boxing. Um, and just come get a good workout. And I always invite people, you know, so, if you're active, you want to climb a mountain. Um, I've had, I've met up with dudes and, and climb out Baldy. We've gone surfing uh, the other day. We were just running out of square park. Um, you know, you're not alone. Um, I know if you're out, you don't necessarily have friends, but like, dude, you just got to reach out guys. Like, and then we're always hosting events. I just came back from an event, um, that the gorilla group hosted. Um, and then the week before thrash and raid, which is a, uh, Marsock skateboard company, they hosted an event. So like there is things out guys. So if you're out, or you're on your way out, there is a community and there's communities everywhere. Look them up. Awesome. Thanks, Angel. This has been awesome. You're a great guest. Can't wait to have you back on. We can talk more skating stuff and, and check in with you in a couple months. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it, and and you know, like anytime, you know, or and also you're in town, man. Come come hang out. We'll go do something. Absolutely, I'll see you next time I'm in California. I'll take care, buddy. Hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in to Free Range American. This was Angel Cortez. Go give him a follow on Instagram and check out his new business, the OG Pumpkin. 